Welcome to Employing Differences, a conversation about exploring the collaborative space between individuals. I'm Paul Tevis. And I'm Karen Gimnig. Each episode, we start with a question and we see where it takes us. This week's question is, do I need approval for this? So this one has lots and lots of layers. Um, and so there's, there's I, I wanted to point out there's sort of two sides of it. There's the hierarchical, right? Like I go to my boss and I ask for approval. And then there's the more consensus model, which is I'm gonna do a thing on behalf of the group. Do I have to go to the group and get approval to do that thing? Um, and in the end, I think the dynamics are actually pretty similar about whether I need approval or not. And I wanna jump into a space of looking at sort of where you rely on structure to figure out this answer or where you rely on culture to figure out this answer. And so by structure, I mean, you know, is there a rule or a process or a thing that's defined that I need to, you know, it, it says in a rule book somewhere that I am supposed to go and get my boss to sign the form, you know, take my permission slip and get it signed, that kind of thing. Or these are decisions made by the whole consensus group. So I have to go back to the group for consensus or I don't. And I have the authority to just make this decision myself. And so we can rely on that. And, and that tends to give us a lot of sort of sense of safety. I did what I was supposed to do. Well, here I have this document that says I'm in the right place, you know, all of that. And when it comes to relationships, I think it doesn't serve us very well. And what serves us often better is what I'm going to call the culture of it, which is the awareness of, is this the kind of thing that others would like input on? Is this the kind of thing that it serves the group for me to pause and say, is this okay? Or is this the kind of thing that the group is better served and happier if I just do the thing and get it done and nobody has to put time or energy or thought into it, it just gets done. I think there's uh, another side there that, that's interesting to explore because what you've kind of talked about is like what's useful to the group, right? Is it useful for the group to me, uh, for me to just do this or for me to get approval, things like that? And, and I think there's the other interesting side of the, um, what is it that is telling me that I need approval in the mm. culture, right? Or, or that's telling me, yeah, or that's in me that's telling me that I need approval because I might be in a culture that says you can just do this and I'm feeling like I need someone to tell me that it's okay to do. Um, and so I, I, I think there's the, uh, it, it's interesting for me to think about the situations where, uh, where our answer to this question is at odds with either the structure or the culture we find ourselves in. Right. So either the structure or the culture says, we don't need approval for this, we can just do it. And we find ourselves thinking, but I want to get approval for it. Mm -hmm. Or we're in a, in a place where we feel like where we, the thing is telling us that we don't, or that we do need approval for it. And we don't want to do that. We just want to act. Right. And I think that's where we get into a, a tricky place is navigating the mismatch between our internal sense of, of how this ought to be um, and how things are. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell a couple of stories where I think this goes badly in, in kind of opposite directions. So one was a case of an individual where 
organizing a group and we need a bank account. And an individual is happy to go do the work of getting the bank account. And he says, so I'm going to go research what the options are and I'll bring back three or four choices and the group can talk about it. And the group just said, no, like, we do not want to think about which bank account. Like there, there's not a wrong choice. You are not going to make a bad decision. We do not need to spend it. Like just go open the bank account. You're good. And so that's that like wanting the approval and getting approval as taking up group resources that don't benefit the group at all. Like just do the thing. And then the way I've seen it go the other way is when a group is a subgroup was delegated to do a thing and others gave input. And so there was, in, in this case, I was the one outside the subgroup giving input saying, I really don't want you to do the thing you're considering doing. I, I think we need more process. I think we need more steps. I think the whole group needs to be consulted for these reasons. And the subgroup said, yeah, well, we're delegated to do it. We don't have to listen to you. So they relied on the structure, ignored what I would call the culture. And I can tell you nothing good for our relationships happened in that. <laughs> I got irritated. They didn't like it when I was irritated that all just went sideways because although, yes, yeah, structurally they had the authority, ignoring the input coming. So knowingly going against something that someone feels strongly about that is going to impact that person was problematic. So I think those are sort of cases where, you know, relying on the structure too heavily or being too invested in, I need approval, things go badly quickly. Mm -hmm. I want to point to that, the last example you gave there, because I see this a lot where the structure of the culture gives us the authority to do a thing. And we are getting signals that, uh, that there's something else going on, right? Um, so somebody else is saying, hey, I need to, I think you need to think about this more. Or, hey, I'm a little concerned about, you know, and you're like, look, I, I can make this decision. I have the authority to do it. Um, and I, I think for any group or any, any individual, you know, who has the, the structural cultural authority to do a thing, when they start to get information like that, it's super common for them to get defensive, right? To go, mm -hmm. well, I have the authority to do this. I can just do this thing. It's like, yes, you can, but that's probably a signal there's going to be a cost to doing it. And so I would at that point invoke the advice we, we always give on this show, which is get curious about that, right? Um, I, I get that uh, it may feel like, oh, this is going to slow down the decision, but getting curious about it may actually speed things up in the long run. So I think that when you get information that whatever your normal system for approvals is, uh, your normal way of, of do we need approval for this thing or not, is it odds with the situation, right? Then that's a really good time to get curious and go, oh, well, technically I or we have the authority to make this decision, but something is coming at us that's telling us we maybe need to have a broader view than we do right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I want to balance that with the flip side, which is in my example, this group, we're working, they were doing a ton of work. And to give it the consideration that I really thought needed to happen was going to add to their workload. And there was no way around that. Mm -hmm. And, and they felt some urgency about it. And we had some different beliefs about what had or hadn't been decided by the whole group. So there was that kind of clutter. Um, and I think that there's a space in there, like there's an in-between of if they, 
if they had said to me, we hear that you don't agree with this. We don't have time to do it. You're like, for these reasons, we're not going to do what you're asking. And this is, you know, for whatever the reason, I might still not like it. I might've still gotten irritated. We might still have some cleanup to do later. Um, what they actually did was just drop me off the email threads and do it anyway without telling me, uh, which I will say is a worse idea um, because they didn't even acknowledge, like they didn't even acknowledge me, basically. Mm -hmm. They didn't say, you know, we, we are in a position where the impact on us is intolerable to do what you're asking and therefore we're not going to do it. And I think that can be a legitimate position. So I, I want to be careful that I'm not saying that every time someone outside the group, the team or outside the person doing it is saying, you need to do it my way because that's better. Well, if I'm not the one doing it, then there probably should be some limit to how much I can muck that up. But keeping lines of communication open and, and, and just staying honest with, yeah, you're not going to like it. And we know you're not going to like it. And we're acknowledging that. And, and you get your opinion about it and we're the ones stuck in this particular mess and we're going to find our way out of it. Like, yeah. I, I think there's some, some real value in that. So I want to hold the both end of that situation that it's not always that you just stop and say, oh, well, somebody's not happy. So we'll, you know, we'll go do a bunch of process around that. Sometimes you're not actually, mm -hmm. but I think you need to be clean and clear about that decision and own that. Yeah, I, I am knowingly doing a thing you're not going to like. And we can talk about it later, but right now I'm just going to do the thing you're not going to like. And I'm sorry you don't like it. And yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And I think the degree to which you can acknowledge that your decision is going to have a real impact on them, right? That you wish it didn't, right? right. And, um, and being able to acknowledge these are the things that are happening in the context of the situation that are driving us. And also not use those as, as an excuse, Right. 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 Not just say, well, because it's, this is urgent, we're going to disregard your your thing. Right? right. Being able to say, we get that this is going to impact you in a way that that you don't like. And we, we don't like that it's going to have that. Also, these things are happening in this situation that are that are pushing us to do these things. And we are taking responsibility for this. Right. And owning your own part in it, too. So I think it's important to sort of acknowledge all three of those that when you do that, that even when a person doesn't like the result, they can at least understand, they can feel heard. Um, there's less damage done to the, the working relationship than mm -hmm. if you just, just brush it aside. And so, right. yeah, you don't always have to do what they're asking you to do or even redo the work that you've done. But I think if you don't acknowledge that uh, at all and don't acknowledge mm -hmm. it skillfully, um, then the cost of making the decision you're going to make goes up. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll just tie in there what you said earlier about being curious about it, that if you have been curious and you have given as much as you can, which may not be a lot, but some amount of consideration for, is this thing that they're asking for actually a thing we should be paying attention to? And they have a sense that you have at least answered that question, maybe differently than they would have. Um, but that's a piece of the acknowledgement as well. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, um, I, I think that sort of also applies to the flip side of this, right, which is the where I'm either as an individual or uh, in a group in a subgroup that's been delegated to not wanting to move forward without everybody buying in or without important people buying in, 
right? I think there is a, if we can acknowledge what's going on in us, so going back to your example of the, the person who was going to do the research around the bank account, right? Um, you know, being able to say, oh, I recognize why I want to bring this to you for approval is, right? Here's what I'm worried about. Here's what's going on in me. Um, and then the group can say, or the, the, the person who's delegating to that person can say, oh, okay, I see why you're concerned about this. Okay, here's some constraints or here's some guidelines or some boundaries, right? Here, or, and also kind of what came up in your situation. Here's what's going on with us, why we don't want to have to do a back and forth on this. And so I get that it is going to be a little uncomfortable for you to act on your own. What would make it more comfortable for you to just take this and run with this? And so I think if we can have a, a deeper conversation about why it is that we want approval for a thing at maybe multiple different steps, um, then then we can actually talk about how do we and and ideally move quickly towards how do we delegate this, and that's a vulnerable conversation. Yeah, yeah, and I think some elements of that, or maybe some strategies around that. So one thing is just clear contracting. So if you're not sure, or you know, well, I want to come back with this for either the person or somebody, but to be saying, so we're clearly delegating this. Like we're explicitly saying, you know, do you want me to come back and talk to you before this? No, we don't. So just really clear contracting around, yes, it is delegated. We want you to handle it. I mean, that by itself often gives people the assurance, okay, I, you know, I'm, I'm not jumping off and grabbing more power, you know, not going to get beaten up for that later. Um, and then I think another element is to really think through what level of interaction is needed. So, you know, often there's this sense of, well, the whole group needs a chance to weigh in and people need to know what's going on. And, and so that can often be handled through transparency and openness. So as we're putting this project together, you know, all of our content is on shared drives. And now and again, we send out a notification that, hey, we, we put a new thing up, take a look if you're interested, we're open to feedback. So that sort of transparency and openness piece as opposed to actual decision-making authority shifting. And so there's space to say, we're rolling along here and periodically we're gonna let you know this is a time to take a look, but we're not gonna delay our progress. We're not very much. And, and, and we're gonna be prepared to go ahead and make decisions without waiting for the next board meeting or the next whatever the thing is, or just the ability of a whole group to get in and kind of chew on it we're, we're going to be open. So anybody, you look at it and you have concerns, let us know. And then we will consider those concerns. We might invite you into a meeting, any number of mm -hmm. ways we might engage you. And this is comes to, for me, sort of a question around, do we need everyone, everyone to agree to the thing? Or do we just need everyone who cares to be part of the thing? like Or everyone who has a role or something like that. And so often we can get to a more efficient, more useful conversation um, not looking for approval, but just being open and um, looking for whatever input, inviting whatever input. Yeah, I, and I think that is a useful place to be at, regardless of how sort of the authority is structured or delegated in your organization. Like, even if you don't need approval, having your senses open for input uh, sort of throughout the process is always useful um, because it, that's also just going to tell you, you know, what the quality of the decision 
that you're making is likely to be um, and the factors that you need to consider. And so being able to sort of be aware um, and always be sensing rather than sort of, I'm going to go off and, you know, hide in a hole for three months and come back out with a, a full-fledged thing, right? Um, I, I think that that piece is, is always useful, uh, kind of regardless of how you've got your structure or your culture set. I think there's a nice synergy here that the more you're doing that, what I think of as cultural piece of having that awareness and being curious and all of that, the less there's going to be a need for approvals in your organization, right? If yeah. there is a sense that we trust each other and that we know that our input will be considered, then my need to say, I want to make sure I get to approve that before it happens goes away because I know I'm going to have the influence I need. Mm -hmm. It goes back to things we've talked about on a couple of other episodes, right? We've talked about how to delegate. We've talked about, you know, can we make this decision without trust? Um, and that uh, trust is sometimes a substitute for communication. Um, that it's like, if I know that you have access to all the information that I would give you anyway, and, uh, and I know that you tend to consult that information, then unless there's something super urgent that's coming up for me, I can trust that you're going to take that into consideration and I don't actually need to talk to you about it, which can allow you to run faster on the thing that ideally is important to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think what we're pointing to here is that the need, need for approval can show up in structural places or cultural places. And that the more that we handle it at the culture level, the less we're going to need it at the structural level. Um, and that a lot of that culture is around curiosity both about why do I feel like I need to get approval or why do I feel like that other person should get my approval? Where is that coming from? What's feeding that? And how does that process of getting approval or not serve the group toward a better decision? And how does it come with costs that we might be happier to avoid by skipping that step? And keeping the idea that transparency and openness for input is often a substitute for approval that actually works better in the culture and, and really honors the efficiency that's being needed in the process. Absolutely. Well, that's going to do it for us today. Until next time, I'm Paul Tevis. And I'm Karen Gimnick, and this has been Employing Differences.